0: Welcome to the podcast of the Urban Mystic. Thanks for joining us. This is our concluding episode for this our mini series on open and relational theology. It's been a fun journey to take this little tangent and go off in this direction. Tim and I have learned a huge amount, and we're so grateful for all the guests that have joined us. If you've missed any of those guest uh, episodes, then go back and have a look through this mini series and have a listen before you come. To this final episode which is tim and i sharing our concluding thoughts and we also just talk and muse a little bit about the future and what that's going to look like what this current year is going to bring our new direction that we're going to head in there's also an exciting giveaway of a book from thomas j whit who's the director of the open and relational theology center out of the us he sent us a couple of copies of his book to give away and so you'll hear that come through in this episode as well thanks so much for joining us and let's get across into that conversation. Okay. Well, um,
1: Tom Tom was so gracious in sending 10 copies of his book, Open and Relational Theology, for us to be able to give away. Yes. And um, it, yeah, I mean, what, what, what an amazing gift. And so, mm. um, so yeah, just between you and I, uh, we've been thinking Ten about copies how... copies which
0: we didn't order, we must just be clear
1: we must be yeah we must be clear (laughs) this this was
0: his gift to us as part of this mini series which is really really generous
1: yeah i mean it 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 was it was quite special because we 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 actually wanted to um um we actually wanted to do it in a way that was non-taxing for him because we know he's so busy and he's so generously given of his time Mm. and so he he'd heard about it via the grapevine and uh and basically contacted me to say hey if I sent you 10 copies to give away, would that work for you? Would that, uh, would that be helpful? And uh, yeah. And I jumped on and said, yes. And I'm, I'm not the best at saying thank you, <laughs> but I, I tried my best, but yeah, the 10 copies have arrived and they are sitting on my bookshop at the moment. So, <laughs> so I look like either a super fan or uh, someone <laughs> that needs to give some books away. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I, I guess uh, on that note, then, thank you, Thomas J. Wirtz from the mm-hmm. Center for Open and Relational Theology. Uh, Thomas is, uh, or Tom is one of our guests from season three.
1: Three. Yep.
0: three. Yeah, yeah. I forget sometimes, but you'll find him there if you want to go listen to our, our conversation with him. And that was our first real exposure to the Open and Relational Theology stuff. Uh, so thanks so much. Shout out to Tom for, uh, for that gift. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's the gift that keeps giving, right? Because we're going to be handing that out to some lucky listeners.
1: Mm, mm. So, so in terms of giving it away, there's um, um, uh, we were thinking that uh, that please like the Urban Mystic page on Facebook and uh, and share your favorite episode and tag us in. So tag Steve and I in, and uh, yeah, just share us, share your favorite episode, and we'll. We'll pick up the first 10 people that come through with that and uh, and then direct message you and uh, and then find a way to give the book to you.
0: It's important to tag us because then we can actually pick up the share so that we can put you in the running for a free copy of the book.
1: So, so uh, Tom's Tom's book is called open and relational theology and subtitled an introduction to life changing ideas. And, um, you know, there's, there's, yeah, I don't know, there, there's so much that's good in this in, in dealing with questions of, of pain. So we've got the usual, we've got the usual thing about how, you know, God is all knowing God is all good. And God's gonna not give you more than you can handle. And, mm. you know, if, if your life sucks, or you had a tragic accident, or you're in pain, then God intended it that way. Mm. And that's not really the picture of a loving God at all. And so Tom Tom is amongst a collection of thinkers that are really just tackling that and go and, and asking the question of like what what does a loving God look like what does a loving God behave like mm. and um, and how do we make sense of, of 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 this loving God in relation to humanity and in relation to partnering with us and um, and it's just such a fresh very readable very Moorish book um, just tackling some really really good questions you know. Hmm. um, Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And it's a great intro to uh, open and relational theology. um, Yes. Which is which is also something of what we've been doing with the guests from the series. So it ties in very well.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not a it's not a it's not it's not pitched at an academic level. So it's not debating theology at all cool. it's just a very readable accessible just overview yes what open relational theology is and yes how it ties into some of the very real life experience people are having today mm. so it's a, it's a really good read um I, I i did get a chance to read it uh, ahead of being released and uh, and and get to put a a one word <laughs> a one word review for the book <laughs> on the back <laughs> so so uh, technically I, we can claim steve that this is an officially endorsed book by urban mystic <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exciting it you know it reminds me of one of the things that uh, our guest tc moore from this series when he was kind of landed with that with his thinking around open and relational theology he asks this question of um what is the cash value of this? Like, where does the mm. rubber hit the road? Mm. Um, and that's one of the things that I love uh, about these, this way of thinking about this kind of theology is that it is very practical. It's based completely yes. um, on, that's not based completely on, it's, it's really land solidly in the space of real life. And it's not looking mm. to run away from hard questions. It's really mm. looking to pose some answers and some ways of thinking and approaching life and God that, uh, that allow you to face those things, rather than um, run off into weird and wonderful sort of theological twisted knots to try and get away. Um, yeah. And so, awesome. So share an episode from the podcast, tag Tim or I in it, and uh, like, or the both big page or both. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you're in the top 10, we'll, uh, we'll get hold of you and get a book to you. Yeah, excellent. And so now it's up to us to, uh, to wrap up this little mini series tangent of ours. Um, figure, seeing as we did the intro in 30 minutes, perhaps we should aim to do the uh, outro in four times 30 minutes. Four
1: times 30 minutes <laughs> no, no, in no. 120. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: so 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 this 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 has been a great series to do i Mm. i thoroughly enjoyed it um i I, you know i i assume you have too it's just it's just been um really nice to pull together a group of 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 guests that are engaging and developing the ideas theologically you know Mm. um and, and practically um and to to chat to them about that process and about, you know, how, you know, get that sense of how their life experience and their thinking has brought them to be under this banner of open and relational theology. Mm. Um, so, so, so for me, that's, that's really been quite insightful and it's, it's really been nice to, to get that feel again for people's lives and get that sense for, of, of, of their evolving ideas and, and how they're making sense of, of their thinking about mm. God and mm. about how fruitful their conversations with the open and relational uh, framework is uh, is proving for them
0: mm. absolutely I think mm. one of the things I enjoyed once again is um, I look at these two sort of threads that that come out and they sort of they separate but somehow they also intertwine a little there's this idea mm. of, of a theological framework that it that both sort of has been and is still forming. It's it's both sort of there and it's clear, you know, Tom's written a book on it and there are others who've written books. Rory has written on it, um, who who was in the series as well. And so mm. there is this this existing framework which is also still moving though. It, it has this mm. dynamic feel to it. Um, and and the thing about that thread is that is that it, it brings together a number of commonalities and so a number of different people can all be in conversation around the same topic, and many can mm-hmm. say similar things and you'll find some distinctiveness in there. But there's a lot of common ideas and threads, even though you know I understand well that, that um open and relational theology is relatively broad and there are different voices and some disagreements and some ongoing debates, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But you get some sort of threads of commonality coming through, but at the same time, conversational space with people, this, this time where we dig into narrative, and we really talk as deeply as we can go with guests, Mm -hmm. for me, just continually shines a light on how individual experiences can be. And by that, Mm -hmm. I mean, sort of how individual a life can be that when you dig into somebody's personal life story, You really have to pay attention you, you can't take the thread of there's, there's a number of common things here within this theological thread, to just Mm. go across into the personal narrative and go well, you know, many, many of the people in this kind of stream will have similar personal narratives, it's Mm. quite different, and even when it's similar, it's quite different, in the time and the place and the way that that things happened. And I just think Mm. of some of the stories that people have told. As they've recounted their life experiences and the differences there. Mm. Um, And one of the things that I really love about that is that I find some resonance within some of the some of the personal stories. Mm. And so that Mm. theological thread kind of reminds me that, yes, we're all human and we're all having a human experience. And mm. that that's important. And the more we listen to each other and pay attention to each other, the more we can engage with each other's stories and each other's experiences and mm. listen to them for what they are for the individuals, but we can also find this this common sense of being human and walking this journey out together. Um, mm. and and I loved some of the resonances that came through and the two that really stuck out for me. I'll just start with the one right early on is. is delve in case. And Del is talking about this, this kind of theme that emerges in his life of finding his own voice. Um, and for me, that metaphor is so incredibly rich, because I'm somewhat of a musician as well, I, I wouldn't put myself in Del's sort of level, but <laughs> But this, this, there's a lot of richness in that metaphor around finding voice and about training and about trying different Mm. things and about expanding, and about finding the self confidence to be able to speak, sing, you know, for yourself. Um, And, and there is really something very special in an individual voice. Mm. And Mm. many voices will sound similar and often people train for their voices to sound in a very specific way.
1: Mm.
0: But each voice is very unique. Um, and and even each voice, each time it sings or speaks, can be quite unique. Some of the more attentive of you will figure out that my voice is battling at the moment because I've just come through ten days of sickness, yeah. and so you know even now <clears throat> my voice is very different to what it was a month ago. You know mm-hmm. when I was better, and I'm sure it will sound quite different in another in another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so I find real resonance with Dell's story there around what is it to kind of discover, that's a lot of inward work, and mm. discover this voice, discover your confidence, discover who you are, there's a lot of curiosity and understanding, and an exploration that goes with that. And then there's somewhat of a connection with an outward thing there, which is then to speak, uh, mm. to sing to, to, to give of oneself from who you know you are. And a yeah. story of deconstructing and this story of, of, exploring different things, releasing things of, of some deep pain and some amazing, uh, just some phenomenal experience that really floored me as I listened to him um, mm-hmm. has really helped me to grapple a little bit more with that in myself and ask myself some questions around my own voice and my own story. And what am I owning? And what should I own more? And what are mm-hmm. extreme uh, non negotiable, rather than extreme mm-hmm. non negotiable focus points? me going forward and I know we've shared a little bit of that around kind of you know mm-hmm. where do we coincide around non-negotiables where, where do those threads come together where is our resonance but that was a real gift out of <clears throat> you know out of Dell's episode um which we wouldn't have had without this wonderful tangent of a let's just let's just do this cuz we can you know kind yeah. of space so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, or, or you want to sort of comment in a different space, or no, 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 I am so very the much the same. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very
1: <clears throat> much in the same space uh, with you there. I, I I really resonated with the idea of trying to find my own voice. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm not a musician. I find I find the space between the words and the tempo to be where I naturally put my flat feet when I try to sing. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> and there's there's a lot of room and space in and around the notes that you're supposed to hit. And I find I can buck shots, you know, any anything around <laughs> everything that I'm supposed to hit. So so I'm a notoriously bad singer and have zero musical talent at all. But trying to find my own voice as a as, as a writer and trying to find my own um you know my, my own my own expression my own themes like what what is it that i'm i'm really about you know what is it that i'm really voicing what am i really interested in pursuing and finding a way to step out and and do that you know and this this mm. podcast is one is one expression of that and and perhaps you no know, it is definitely the most public expression of my interest in these mm. things um, certainly that I've that, that I've put out, um, you know, and uh, together with you. but, but yeah, that, that whole thing, I'm trying to find out, like, what is my voice? What is my voice that's emerging? You know, like, what, where am I heading? You know, how yeah. do I experiment with this? How do I find different ways to play with it? How do I reinvent it and reinvent myself in relation to it? And, and while that's taking place, you know, we're all in process. And that's something that's very clear from Dell's story as well, of how mm. he's in process while he's reinventing these things and finding his voice and his expression. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot, there was a lot in, in what he said that I just resonated with that plus the ecumenical space for me has always been big, but Mm -hmm. also the, the pluralistic space, you know, the religiously plural space that, you know, for me, you know, life is, is largely secular with a lot of spiritual competition, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so that sense of, of just hospitality and finding good ways to have conversation rather than ways that that closed down conversation, like all mm-hmm. of that really just, you know, I just I resonated a lot with that. Yeah.
0: Mm. And, and when you talk about kind of the podcast and your voice and stuff, just give me a little bit more in terms of, because in some ways, I'm, I guess I'm looking a little bit behind the scenes, but in other ways and just mm. interacting with what you're saying right now, this, this kind of growth and exploration as a public way of kind of finding your own voice in this mm. space um are you able to give me a bit more around that
1: yeah I, I, I think i think it's just you know we um we've done four seasons now and th- this has been um this has been quite a journey uh, with life evolving in between <laughs> mm. but at the same time it's really it's really been a matter of shifting from a lot of private conversations where there's a lot of ideas around you know, how I feel like I'm battling against an institutionism that just won't let go and just boxes mm. people too much and how behind the scenes I'm having conversations with people at different levels that are on their way out, even as leaders in churches, mm. Um, you know, or, or, or people of other faiths or no faiths that are then struggling with their own sense of the transcendent or the numinous or their own spiritual experience. And mm. so, so I, I you know, having one-on-one conversations with that is very different to the sense of, of creating or being part of creating a season or following a track or following a tangent. And so these podcast seasons have been really big. um, They've been big, big productions from that point of view, you know, for both Mm. you and I, Mm. you know, to actually go like, let's do a season just deconstructing church like we did in the first one, or do a season Mm. where we just try to reach out and connect with deconstructors or, you know as the seasons have evolved they've been they've been quite challenging in that level both in the sense of of you know for me I felt that there's a real putting myself out in terms of inviting guests and you've Mm. also you know invited guests as well so I'm sure there's some resonance there and there's always that feeling of of putting something out to invite someone Mm. and then the question of, of of thinking that they fit together in this in this theme. And then somewhere in this kind of feeling like in having conversations with people, I also have a voice and I also have ideas. And so the, the challenge of going, what's the priority for that? And, mm. you know, um,
0: mm.
1: yeah. And, and just, just the sense of the hospitality and the openness that that's, that's vital, you know, is uh, in finding a voice, there's room to make space for other people's voice. And so that's, that's been a unique thing you and I've shared well and shared well with 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 guests. Um, uh, and I'm possibly more rambling.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm following you in terms of that.
1: Yeah. I, I, w- I was just gonna end by, by saying something unless you want
0: to pick something. No, no, up. no, no, no. Go for it and then I'll pick oh, up. Okay.
1: okay. And and, and so the, the the one the one theme that's been quite constant for me is is the question around the the immediacy of the experience of God and the immediacy of God's presence. And so I feel like the last these these seasons have really helped me land at a place of of really get like mm. gaining my voice around that and gaining gaining a, a sense of almost a foothold within my own life and with my, my own journey and my own work to go this this is something, this is an area that I feel is quite untapped and um, other people aren't necessarily thinking about it in the same way. And mm. and so and so there's a sense of going. I think I actually really have a contribution to make along those lines. And I I want to do that. And, you know, we've got a contribution to make together along those lines with us. Mm. And the, the, the challenge for me of just going, well, you know, that's part of me discovering my voice and discovering what I need to be contributing and, Mm. and, and, and just giving me some clarity in the sense of going, I I really want to step forward more with that. And I feel more and more clearer and more and more confidence and more and more um, able to do that. I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. I like that because, you know, I was going to jump in when you talked mm. about the hospitality aspect, um, mm. you know, linked with sort of coming, hopping out of, out of Dell's work ecumenically with people mm. and that sense of hospitality. And then, and then I felt as though you flowed into, that's very much something that we're trying to create as a hospitable environment, mm. I think, where people mm. can have genuine conversation and they can know that we are genuinely interested Yes, in them and their story and, and the questions are somewhat for clarity, but also for curiosity, also for interest's Mm. sake. Mm. But one of the things that emerges there, and I think you're putting your finger on this as well, but the picture pops to mind, as you're talking, is this idea of when you listen to other people and their story, Mm. especially if they have a space in their life or their story where they speak with confidence. Mm. And I feel as though I have to put a little footnote in on confidence. For me, it's not the confidence of, of like the belief system confidence. You know, have, I've got everything right and I've ticked all the boxes and we've mm-hmm. thought absolutely everything through. It's a different kind of confidence. There's like a lived experience. There's pain often. It's, it's, a, it's like a gritty confidence that comes mm. with, with having gone through deep waters to arrive at a space of where they're willing to own their voice and say, this is where I'm at. Yeah, and for me, that begs the question of us. Mm. And I think <clears throat> because we have, because we've hosted in such a way where we aim to try and help. Can I put this carefully? Because we've hosted in such a way where the aim is to preserve the integrity of the conversation of the guest, where the guest gets to show up with their narrative. Yes, For me, that highlights that there's a little bit of a gap when we're in mm. conversation, not just you and I, but you and I and a guest. Mm. There's a gap for me, which is a question mark around, okay, so Tim and Steve, what's going to be your confident, gritty, through mm. pain, lived experience? Like, what, what are you going to say? What narrative mm. are you coming to put on the table around this experience of God? You know, that question, those things that we keep returning to. And part of that is because if I look across all of our guests, I haven't felt as deep a resonance with this space, really, mm. as I do okay. between like you and I and some other people that I have conversation with. And that's by no means a criticism. I'm just aware, mm. oh okay, there, there's a gap there. Mm. You know, we we don't completely in my reading of it resonate at this level of personhood of God showing up.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: And that for me is one of those gaps with the question mark. And that question mark is raised because I listen to other people, and through their deconstruction and where they've arrived, and I go, that like, that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal to listen to someone speak like that. And who will speak so deeply and say, Well, this is where I'm at. And this is what I'm doing. And in a way that propels me, there's some energy there to go. Hey, that's, that's really cool. I want to have that conversation now, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to host that conversation with Tim and I want Tim to host that conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there's something encouraging, there's something motivating there, I think around this voice thing. And I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do some more of that. Now intentionally you and I let's, yeah. let's, let's push on into the next step, the next cycle of evolution, the next, yeah. next sort of, you know, piece of this puzzle, the next discovery around, okay, what do we have to say about this? And, and and what are we thinking? And where have we landed, you know, so far? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's an excitement for me around that. I don't know if that's as clear as mud. It just <laughs> it just blossomed into my view, it, it was something I couldn't ignore throughout mm. this season. Um, yeah, that just Became more and more prevalent. Of okay, this, this I'm going to put some more time and focus into as we move into our next seasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I think I'm with you there. I, I think I think that makes sense. You know, we we've spent a lot more time together, so it's easier for us to um, to feel like we we know each other and we've got a resonance when we when we're mm-hmm, working mm-hmm. with a lot of the guests. It's our first time meeting them, and yeah. then to have a personal conversation. Um, has been a phenomenal privilege um, but for me it's in that curiosity I'm still getting to know you box rather than a, mm. right let's push on you know let's push on to another question let's challenge each other you know and, and we've, we've, we've had a lot more room to do that you know just uh, just in conversations that you and I have had or to wrestle through ideas or to work them mm. you know whereas the ones off, I feel like um, like we don't we don't always get the chance to do the follow-up conversation that we want to and for some guests we are going to get to do that in the future but um but but this is still you know these are wonderful meeting conversations and wonderful exploratory conversations and I've loved them at that level but there's there's something to season one where you and I got to have a series of conversations and thrash out some ideas together yeah. you know with how they interconnect and you know different windows on you know what that season was about that i feel like this stuff around the relational presence of god i I keep feeling like i'm wanting to push into territory and i Mm. don't know i guess well enough in terms of how to do that Mm. with them and um whereas i think you and i have gotten have have landed in a place where that territory is clear for us mm-hmm. in terms of what we want to push into. And I'm really looking forward to that too. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, starting, starting with you and I having a similar conversation <laughs> around mm-hmm. these, these key questions that we are asking all the guests, you know, to start there with each other and then from there push into, um, you know, the conversations that can come after that. So I feel like we've had, we've had, we, we've got a lot of experience at this one layer of conversations with multiple guests, which really populates the, the, the idea of the category for us. Mm. Um, but I'm itching to go that step further in the conversations as well. And uh, I'm, I'm mm. excited to do that with you.
0: Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Mm. I think one of the other things that, uh, that has come out of this mini series that I find really fascinating is our, our last conversation with, uh, with Bob Cornwall. And he talks about this idea of spiritual DNA, mm. and how he's got quite an eclectic background. And, you know, he's moved through a number of different sort of church settings and traditions. And, um, and, and there's almost a sense as if he's he's found some pieces of value in each some more than others, perhaps. And that's mm. all part of who he is. And, and in certain places, he hasn't necessarily manifested all of that. Um, mm. if, I, if I hear him correctly but there are all these strands that make up who he is, you know, Mm. might be pushing it too far to say from a spiritual perspective. I don't think that's necessarily what he means, but he is. Yeah. It's from a life perspective. really. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But, but, but but it's, you know, when he talks about spiritual DNA, it's kind of hard to, you know, I'm Mm. I'm trying to make those two pieces fit together life. And yeah, but anyway, I don't need to, to work that out right now, but, but that's kind of what he's talking about. Mm. Um, And that's had me thinking around just the work, some of the work that you and I have done in recordings, Mm -hmm. and some Mm -hmm. of it we've done just in conversations kind of, you know, offline, together, Mm -hmm. or at least uh, off the record for now, Mm -hmm. at at tracing some of these, these threads that come together in who we are, Mm -hmm. and how, and how we're not just summed up by one or two statements, I think that's, that's probably the clearest I can put it is, mm. right now, you and I cannot just be summed up as simply as we're just here to chase the personhood of God, or spiritual experience, or whatever. And, and I think we've been doing a lot of that in trying to unpack, what do these things mean? You know, mm. we've asked our guests sometimes, whoa, 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 hang on, what do you mean by mm. that? Like people yeah. we use this language all the time. What does that mean? And I'm aware that there are levels of meaning that integrate into who we are even. And, mm. and we have to unpack, well, I've had these experiences in these different places, and that all lends into who I am now and how I speak about mm. wanting to pursue the practice of the presence of God, you know, and, mm. and there's even a question that you and I can even say, whoa, 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 Steve, whoa, whoa, whoa Tim. What do you hmm. mean <laughs> by the practice <laughs> of the presence of God? Like let's 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 push into that and hmm. let's let's decode the genome. Let's let's yep. look into the DNA. Let's let's understand all of these things. Because just the other day I having a conversation with somebody and, and they're talking about things and I found myself having a how can I best describe this? I wanted to say a reaction, but that sounds too reactionary. I realized that part of my voice that was ready to speak, there wanted to say what sounded like some very simple Christian things, very Mm -hmm. simple Christian things around the nature of evil sin, whatever. And I realized to, to just say that in that language is, is not clear enough, because I've, I've, I've gone through a long, long, long journey around mm. understanding those terms, deconstructing, reconstructing, deconstructing again, <laughs> reconstructing mm. again, mm. Mm. that now when I use that language, in some ways, I even surprise myself and go, oh, wow, Steve, are you going back 20 years here? Are you, you know, accessing an old mm. part of yourself? But I'm not, it's yeah. a current part of myself. That's part of my DNA that's come from those early days when I was very, very mm. conservative and fundamental, actually, in, in my sort of belief set but it's evolved, and it's become something else. And, and yet it's somehow retained something from there. And mm. even that shows up now when I would talk about wanting to move on and pursue the, the personhood of God, pursue mm. relational experience with God, pursue the practice of intimacy, and, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, and so that was that for me was also just a fascinating gift that came out of this season of mm. thinking mm. through Yes, I'm also somewhat eclectic. I've also hit like Anglicanism and bigger church and a number of different, mm. more traditional streams and the more modern charismatic Pentecostal and whatever mm. else, you know, and, mm. and all that is, uh, is a part of who I am and mm. is a part mm. of, uh, of how I will carry on in a way, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, there's, there's a real sense that, um, that, that's, this isn't there isn't a single tradition that defines this for us or mm. a single movement um and, and I think I think I'm with you there as well um just very much in the sense of going like like you know through life joining different different groups and different movements um you know um I think in your case in my case a little bit more formally in terms of like employed or supported by you know, rather than just membership, but the sense of just moving through different groups that are, you know, that, that aren't easily reconciled with each other, that feel like their core identity really Mm. sets them apart from the other. But yeah, the sense of going myself as a person, I, I have aspects from a whole bunch of different things, you know, whether it's, you know, time with Methodists or Anglicans Mm. or Charismatics or Pentecostals or, you know, uh, third way renewalist, or you know, like mm. there's there's dimensions from everything that we actually draw on and we integrate into ourself. And I, yeah, I I, I really like that as well. In that sense of that growing sense of going, what are my values? You know, what what am I wired for? Mm. You know, what what do I really care about? You know, what 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 are my real interests as opposed to just being caught up in you know, in, in group A, they've got an agenda and group B has got an agenda and they both feel like this is the most important thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just being able to be free to go like, that's great. Like I support you that I encourage you in that, but here's what, here's what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Here's what I integrate. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think that's, that, that's a good growing thing for all of us. Um,
0: yeah. 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 Or well, even I resonate and I like certain parts of kind of where you're going. That that's what I've I found so fascinating about this mini series diving deeper yep. into open and relational theology. There's a lot there that I like. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, like even that requires unpacking. A lot there that I like sounds so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds just like you how said, to, it, yes. You know, but, how, but how I know you say don't say mean it like that. People.
0: <laughs> it just sounds so flippant, like useless and neutral and self-involved mm. and whatever. And that's not my take on life. Mm. There's things that I resonate with deeply things that I that that challenge me and almost provoke me to go. I've never thought Mm. of that before. I've never asked that question. I've never wondered that.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: And yet I still find that I come back to, you know, similar to that bonus episode that we put out when you and I were just talking about that Facebook post and that friend that you were talking of. Yeah, yes. I still want to take, you know, that challenge or that question or that resonance or whatever. And I want to plug that back into my relational paradigm and go, Mm. hey, God, what what do you think about this challenge that's come up? Again, very simple language. Mm. But there's a lot there that I resonate with. But it's still not for me, if I'm very honest, there's things that I would kind of uh, take from that. Mm. Uh, Also, needs to be unpacked, maybe, but the things that I would just go, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. But, but I don't I don't feel like I'm just Drawn into that system only, it's Mm, still, mm. it's still for me missing this focus on relational presence. Mm, mm. Um I think I perhaps say that in advisement, but but yeah, it's fascinating and I still want to push on.
1: I I think I think it's one of those things where 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 I'm just recognizing that that with this as a series like like with the the other seasons Mm. we're actually opening up questions rather than resolving them um and are explorations they're not conclusions there's no there's no positions that we we're arriving at or expecting others to 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 you know to hold to Mm. um which which is a little bit different because it's it's less um i should have put it it's like we don't we don't have an agenda along those lines but but you and I have a clear trajectory that is forming for us that we want to pick up and run with. So, so I think what this, this highlights is in the way that we can say oh, we, we're eclectic and some churches are really good at doing community and they're good community churches and other churches are really good at having a social project or social agenda and really driving that as the mission and purpose, right? Mm. Um, it's, the, the one that's really good at community is not necessarily saying they don't prioritize projects. It's mm. just they've got a particular emphasis and a particular thing that stands out for them, their particular identity and when, right? Mm. And I think in the same way, I think what's emerging for, for, for both you and I is that we've got a, a sense of, of, of what's emerging for us that we want to drive into questions and drive into processing around the relational presence of God. And I'm not finding it represented in the same way in movements out there. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas when I read historically, I see threads and I see people that were You know, they're often our spiritual greats. They're also often deemed heretics within the historical era (laughs) Um, where they really prioritize this. And they're surrounded by a culture that goes, no, we don't need that because we've got the tradition. We've got the Bible. We've got the institutions. You know, you're born into this. You know, your identity as the person of of this nation is that. So so why are you driving this agenda of the the immediacy of God's presence? So I see myself and I see the questions that I have much more or much better reflected in history than I do with with contemporaries. I do feel that a number of our guests, for instance, within this season and in previous seasons, they're touching on it, but it's not their primary question or their primary quest to answer this. Mm. And I think that's that's really the difference for me is I've got a I do have a, an agenda that I'm wanting to earn and I want to fairly like push through on, um, and mm. um, and I think that's okay and that's good. You know, that's part of the. That's part of the contribution <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and so so something that stuck out for me for instance is, is is when when um um you know bob talks about his his even song experience yeah and and it was so many years ago and i go that's great and and i push into that and 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 his response is to go well mountaintop experiences are few and far between And I, Mm. I, and my, my immediate reflex is to go, let's go hiking more often. (laughs) Mm. You know, let's, let's build that as part of the map, part of the terrain that we're pushing into. And so I realized that that's, that's something that I really, that's, that's important to me. And, and I'm fine with it not being as important to other people, but I, I want to have conversations around that and push into that, you know, for instance. um, Mm. Yeah.
0: I like how you put that. I like how you put that. That's helpful. Mm. Mm. I I think what I'm going to just have a go at this and then we can see whether it can stand or whether we get rid of it. Okay. I think for me, one of the difficulties around conversations between you and I, in light of having conversations with other people, Mm. either people we've had those conversations, but the people in now not present, to be able mm. to continue the conversation, even though we are reflecting on those conversations. So kind of talking mm. about them, not with them. Yeah, for me, part of the difficulty with that, some of the f- almost a feeling of treading on eggshells, <clears throat> is that because well, a, it's, it's so much in the personal narrative, and I don't want people to feel as though we invite them into a conversation, and then take shots at their personal narrative. That's not my intention. Mm. Mm. But I think part of the the difficulty is also that we need to do the work. Now you and I to lay the Mm. next stretch down, we need to be able to put down some stuff that people can respond to. Yeah, because we've been asking lots of questions. And I'm not trying to backtrack or say, you know, we've done anything wrong, or we should have done anything differently. I'm realizing that one of the next steps, the evolution of this for us is to put our some more of our thinking down. And Mm. to then hand Mm. that to people and say, come and have further conversation or new guests come and have conversation with us about what we've been thinking and saying now. And Mm. that let's kind of, let's talk on that basis almost, because Mm. it's, it's a slightly more robust setting, if I can put it that way, to have some back and forth around, you know, but we see this as primary, we see this and I like that constellation and the constellation this carries more weight than those Mm, mm. for whatever this and those are. Yeah. For us, it's the, the primacy of the, the personal relational Mm. the God self and others paradigm. And so come and have that conversation with us and let's talk through, do you see it the way we see it? Because we've now taken the time to kind of put that down and put it together. Um, yeah. And I think that's sometimes why I feel that there's some missing, some missing links between in conversation with others. Mm. Is almost because I'm thinking, actually, you know what? I actually need to set some of this down and define it better before I can ask questions. Otherwise, it's a bit mm. too loose, which is almost then a bit too unfair to actually mm. have back and forth conversation around what we mean. You know, yeah. it's, it's a bit like debate without definition of terms. We haven't done that. Mm. Um, and and that's a great encouragement for me to say, you know, we can move on and uh, and start mm. to set some of that set some of that up and put some more of our thinking down.
1: Yeah, and, and yes, yes, where these conversations are particularly fruitful because you know mm. part of the conversation, for instance, with Bob was around um, um, the hesychast stuff, and hesychasm is the is the whole thing of the of the light and the experience of God, mm. and and with the hesychast really trying to distinguish between who God is in essence as uncreated being and who God is in relation to us. And basically Mm. going the the uncreated never becomes the created except in, in incarnation. And that's a different story, but incarnation aside, incarnation is not our primary experience of the divine. The primary experience of the divine is God's direct actions and how do we understand God's direct actions? So for instance, that's a whole conversation that we, that we opened, but we didn't push through on. Mm. and it's a conversation that 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 it really piques my interest and really gets me excited right mm. <laughs> so mm. so it's a it's, it's, it's a it's a conversation I want to push on to what I love about what um, what Bob was putting forward is him linking that idea from the 14th century in the um, in Eastern Orthodoxy mm. Um he mm. links that to the idea of the presence of God in the context of the spiritual gifts or so the you know, charismatic gifts and mm. um, related to renewal, you know, within, within the last 20th century and within the charismatic and Pentecostal and third wave. And so, so, for instance, when I look at that, I go, that's a phenomenal link to make. What a fantastic contribution and um and and so for instance that's that's something that i'm picking up on and similarly i feel like like rory randall and tc muir also also make that link and they also touch on that and 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 that's where i'm starting to see almost a fruitful overlap between the kingdom theology of 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 people like morphew and costa mitchell Mm -hmm. and the open and relational theology of 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 not just but other thinkers like like Bob mm. and and like TC and like Rory that we've we've opened a conversation with and I think these conversations the open these conversation openers have been awesome I just want to go that one step further <laughs> mm,
0: mm, <laughs> you know and,
1: and even that second or that third step further and it's a it's a challenge on this podcast and this podcast format to go the format that we've had has been great mm. to introduce but it's not great for us to push into that so we're going to be evolving as part of that going forward Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense. And as part of, I, I feel, you know, owning our own voice.
0: Um, Absolutely. I mean, that, that's what I love so much about that is it is an evolutionary process and it is process, you know, not to, mm-hmm. not to, to hammer the same point twice. It mm-hmm. is a thing of us looking and going, right. We started here and we're moving here. And, and, and this is an accurate representation of what we mean by being off the map and mm-hmm. something that we've said in previous seasons. Some mm. of it has to do with just correcting course as you go, as you discover new elements that you didn't know were out there. We weren't sure mm. of, and these overlaps and these different influences that come up in the different conversations. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm also very excited for that to see kind of, kind of what will come.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think, I think within that, like, if I, if I just reflect back, cause the, the other two um, guests were, were, were Rory and TC mm. and um and, and Rory really, he really touches on um, on almost like the long the long backstory that we can have to something that isn't mm. necessarily directly connecting but builds on. And so I, I love the way he also made the link between, between Wesley and open and relational theology mm. and also how he also touched on the, the revivals and the renewals um and and he he unpacked that and explored that in a particular way both in his thesis and his book and in conversation with us that was that was fantastic Mm. you know i I, it's it's a link it's a link that i've been wrestling with i've I've predominantly focused on how within the monastic stream you've got a, a monastic theology that differs to the ecclesial stream and the ecclesial theology um and, and uh, let me just put that in human terms. <laughs> the, the, cool, I was going to ask. <laughs> in in the context of the people that left society to go and live in the monastery, they were really focused on, on the idea of the immediacy of God or relational engagement with God. And that's, that's mm. primarily what they did. So everything that they did that was quite extreme and quite nutty, you know, giving up marriage and careers and, mm. you know, committing to a lifestyle of poverty and prayer and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't for the purpose of of, of just shaping their personality through hard work, mm. it was in order to actually engage God. And a lot of the, the reforms in society came about through them and a lot of the reforms of the church were contributed by them. Um, and then we hit the reformation and the ideas get translated over into the stream that becomes the renewal stream. And it's, 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 it's a, you know, I've done a lot of work leading into the Reformation, focusing on that for myself over the last few years, and then been meaning to get to, well, what happens afterwards. And mm. so, so the link that like, um, that Rory makes is absolutely fantastic with the way he tracks that. Through you know Methodism and and others, and I I think I think it's a it's a really good link, not only to land at open mm. and renewal theology today, but also to land at kingdom theology today, and mm. and not only that, but also to land at renewal as the experience of God's presence in a very particular way as well, you know. And mm. so 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 I see a lot of fruitful beginnings of how to draw that together, um, and I'm excited by it because it covers a lot of ground that I I I just haven't got around to and. I wouldn't necessarily even know how to start unless I dedicated the vast amounts of time that he has. So (laughs) it's that he has to it really. So, so it's really exciting from a research point of view, or just from a, you know, just my, my own intellectual like need point of view to, to engage someone's work where they have done that. And I can, I can really just benefit from it. So I've, I've absolutely loved that at that level. Mm. Um, Mm. and, And yet, and yet it's, it's a conversation. I still want to push that a little bit further and go okay but there's the quiet the controversy in 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 the west around the Quietists means that 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 catholicism at least resolved all of the stuff that we're pushing into as so though it's heresy <laughs> yeah. so we've got this conflicted relationship between experience and faith within the west and we've i've you know we've led with that um, as a conflict not just between faith and experience but mm-hmm. between faith and relationship but we haven't had opportunity to push that through Mm. and um and so yeah so again there a lot of fruitful opening but i'd love to push that through um
0: absolutely
1: you know i i'm not sure what what necessarily stood out for you with with rory but that that's definitely been something that i absolutely loved
0: (laughs) well if i juxtapose against what you're saying for me probably oh i have to be careful here but i think maybe in like my top five Mm. like some of my I'm just going to put it as clumsily as it comes to you in my brain, but it's it's some of the best 20 minutes on the whole podcast yet for me is the mm. end of that conversation with Rory, where he mm. gets into some of the nitty gritty around practicing the presence of God. Yeah. And you asked a couple of pushing questions around what does that mean? Yeah. That was just phenomenal for me to hear there was just some great exchange between the three of us in very mm. sort of everyday language, around mm. what this might mean. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, that was something that really struck, that, that stuck out for me, out of mm. that episode was, mm. yeah, this, this is a thing. And it's mm. not just, it's not just you and I, and it's very real. And it is juxtaposed against everything that you've just said in terms of some of the conflict and whatever.
1: Mm.
0: But it is still there. And yeah. that's some of the thread I think that that you were putting your finger on earlier that I see in so many of our guests. There's the sense of these moments, these, these times, these happenings, these awakenings, these, mm. you know, it, it's just yeah. Del at 8 years old in the church <laughs> telling his dad out to <laughs> go and pray. Um yeah. evensong with Bob. There's the mm. Pentecostal service, Pentecostal I think, charismatic service with TC, mm. you know. Mm. Um, there's these moments that Rory talks about at the end of our of our episode about kind of hearing God. Mm. Um, there we go. Mm. I, what what more can I say? There we go. Like the there i want to as you say i want to keep pushing further i want to keep pushing further
1: yeah um, yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah i i also really loved um i, I must say i i loved the, the the how tc clarified open and relational theology with the rose mm-hmm. acronym um, and how that contrasts with the classic calvinistic tulip acronym mm.
0: um
1: you know, I, I think it was a great, great episode. The YouTube link is fantastic where he, where he explores that and explains that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I, I think in terms of life experience, I, I don't know if you resonated as much with him. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to. He's had a very specific life experience. Um, but uh, just uh, just an amazing story to listen into, even though it's mm. very far outside of my my. My life experience, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I love in that, that sense, contrad- it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In, in that sense, it reminded me a little bit of Dion Forster from our second season. Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very surprising and just wow. Okay, you know that, that as we say, yeah. like the people's stories are very diverse and surprising. Mm. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go for it No, keep go for it yeah.
1: uh, so, so, I think it just it just reminds me about how when people have uh, difficult childhood experiences, it definitely strikes you in a different way to to, to difficult adult experiences, um, mm. and 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 the sense of of people's experience of God going back to the childhood, you know, um, it, within the context of trauma, as opposed to the childhood, as opposed to uh, like perhaps a trauma free childhood. But mm. the later trauma in the sense of the experience of god at those different stages of life or those different events i think there's a lot there that's totally untapped and i'd, I'd love to mm. um i'd love to hear um someone much with a with a greater understanding <laughs> of mm. trauma really unpack that you know and and have a conversation with someone around that um yeah it's just we a should random so do
0: that as a as like a bonus couple of episodes see if we can find somebody who can speak yeah. to that level of trauma stuff yeah um, because it's fascinating sure mm. you know one yeah. of the things that i found so fascinating is um so it's kind of emerges from his episode so it's it, that's the linchpin but it's actually other people's experience is mm. is is where he um is where he puts you know rose in contradistinction to to tulip mm. um and and unpacks those but what's been so fascinating for me is a couple of people I've had conversation with who've listened to that episode and engaged with his stuff, who've just basically been presented with the TULIP acronym mm. and, and they're disgust. <laughs> I can't put too fine a point of just going, what? <laughs> do, we re- do we really believe that is kind of the question. Like how, how, yeah. does, how on earth, how do you believe that? And yet for, for many Christians, especially in, you know, I find it so prevalent in, uh, in sort of modern day conservatism uh, mm. and fundamentalism is, is you know, especially the, you're just this worthless piece of shit. And the only way God can love you is by, like he had to kill himself, just so that when he <laughs> looks at the brought back from dead part of himself that he killed he won't hate you too much, like, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. Um, And, and you talk about and that's kind of what triggered this thought you talk about childhood trauma. I Mm. think about the effect that that has on people's lives. And it's had on my life over a long period of time, Mm. where you where you drink in that message, and you kind of marinate in that culture over time from a from a little person. Mm. And, And you basically believe that the thing that is biggest and greatest in this world, detests Mm. you, hates you, loathes you, but also Mm. somehow loves you. And so Mm. somehow finds you wonderful. And at the same time, could could destroy you, you know, and wants Mm. to destroy you and is barely being held back from destroying you by a part of itself that it destroyed to stop itself. You know, (laughs) the cycle goes on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And And so although I've had people responding and going, wow, you know, that's that open relational theology stuff, that's fascinating. I'm just listening to TC's Rose acronym. Mm. It struck me more is people going, God, how does anybody actually still believe that tulip stuff? How how Mm. can anyone still go with that? Um, And that's fascinating to see play out when people start to talk to me about their relationship with God. Mm. Sometimes there's two gods there, as I find absolutely fascinating. It's like Calvin's God is there the tulip God is there and I spoke with somebody quite recently that it's there like it's prevalent it's in their life all the time. Mm. And they interact with that and that yet there's also another God that speaks to them very differently, perhaps, you know, even with the rose voice if I can just keep using that yes, you know terminologically Um, Yeah that's that has been something outside of the episodes I said kind of it's given birth to by the episode but it has knock-ons mm-hmm. into other experiences with people that has made me go yeah this this work is really important um yeah. this deconstruction and this emergence of new lines of thinking
1: yeah. and, and and I love that because what what you're highlighting there if I'm hearing it correctly is that people can carry an idea of God. That is, mm. on one hand, institutionalized, and on the other hand, it's it's really strongly internalized, and mm. that idea of God is somewhat at odds with the God that they experience, mm. and yet they'll speak about that as the same God. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And then because what's, both are alive interesting- in a certain way
1: yes yes one is what one is alive in the sense of i'm relating to the idea and and the institution is structured with it right yeah yeah the others in the sense of the one that comes and goes and and never really gets established as though it's really different Mm. um but then what's interesting is when i talk to people rejecting the idea of god they're rejecting an idea of god um that that is also the God that is not being experienced by people who claim to hold to that idea of God. So, (laughs) so in that sense, I think that there's, there's, there's a lot to, to, to chew through and unpack around the, the difference between the idea of God that we hold and, and the degree to which we relate to God through the, through that idea of that theology as the story of God Mm -hmm. and the degree to which that gets in the way or enables us, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, are we able to get past that story and set that aside or allow that story even to be redefined through the relational engagement with God. Mm. And I think that within our current culture and climate, we can't because the tulip God is not the God that wants to spend time with you. It's the emo God that will offer himself. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm just gonna kill myself, shank. <laughs> you know, kind of going, whoa, that was a little bit uh, crazy and extreme at a long time ago. Like, how do I relate to you? Well, you don't really get to, you know, just be part of the Church. you know that doesn't yeah, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't really work and within that framework there isn't the expectation that regular engagement or regular experience the regular experience of god can be normative because mm. it's just not part of that framework and and i'm i'm hoping and i'm wondering how the open and relational framework is going to lead to a healthier uh, pursuit of engagement with god mm. if that makes sense mm,
0: mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, if I hear what you're saying correctly now, it, it almost sort of clears some of the chalkboard of some mm. of the bad pictures yes. and allows one to think outside of almost, If so I'm going to borrow on something you said earlier, almost mm. a very trauma-informed perspective around myself and God. And in some ways it, it does, you know, if I'm not pushing the analogy to breaking point, it does some of the therapeutic work around clearing clearing some of the space of some of the monsters, actually, Mm. and allowing that space, that gap Mm. for the God that is to emerge rather than the God that isn't. And in some ways, talking about some of the monsters, naming them for what they are, Mm. allows one to let them go. Because you can distinguish them between I want to say the monster and the hero, if I'm not sort of I'm going to quickly just flow (laughs) from analogies into into sort of a a story analogy, you have to be able to Mm -hmm. tell the difference between the bad guy and the good guy, which is overly simplistic language and I fully acknowledge that and requires a lot more but just for the purpose of the point I think, is helpful. We can distinguish the bad God from the good God. Yeah. And even if we can't distinguish the bad good God from the good God, we can at least distinguish who the bad God is. And perhaps that just leaves an opening for something Mm. else to emerge. Uh, And and that's, that's really, really helpful. Really, really, Mm. really helpful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think in some ways also where it comes together is just um, is possibly just in that, in that bonus episode on my, on my Facebook post, um, Mm. if I can be self-indulgent, brings back to me (laughs) because because really a lot of open and relational theology and and kingdom theology deals with um the fact that our experience of life is at odds with the idea of of the reign of god and that the reign of god in that sense Mm. is not just about the social good that we do and the change of our attitudes and behavior in relation to ourselves and others it's also the sense that that this loving God is also the God who moves and who acts and who touches Mm. us and changes us and heals and restores and the disparity between that and, Mm. and the real life and real pain that people experience. And so I, I love the way, and yes, where I think, um, how do I put it open and relational theology perhaps differs from an open and relational spirituality. And it's also Mm. where I think kingdom theology differs from a kingdom spirituality. Mm. And I, I, am I think that I, as much as I love open and relational theology and as much as I love kingdom theology, I'm not feeling like I'm arriving through them yet at a, at a open and relational kingdom theology, if that makes sense, (laughs) because Mm. I really want to juxtapose those two, the sense that God does become present in person to speak and act. God, God also acts for our good. So yes, God acts in partnership with us, but God doesn't just expect us to use our own resources. God also brings the resources of, of, of bringing freedom, bringing renewal, bringing healing, uh, engaging people, you know, restoring them in relationship, but but through that presence engagement, that God moves to heal, deliver, restore, forgive, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. You know, that, 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 that there's a primary engagement with God as well, not just with people who re- represent or reflect God. And so, in some ways, I feel like that is an episode for me is is me wrestling with this in a very, in a very relational way that brings it out of the realm of the ideas, um, and how accurate ideas reflect it to the question of how accurately does our reality reflect this God. And to what degree is God really and vitally in person a part of our reality as well and come to move and how. And so in some ways it's it's and again, it's conversation openness for me. It's not, it's not a conclusion really, right? Mm. Um, but but in a very real way, it brings it brings it to the forefront for me in the sense of going, you know, uh uh, our work isn't, isn't just the idea, isn't just working with the ideas and changing from one idea to another. Mm. Um, and our work, I, I feel, isn't just with the sense of going, well, there's an occasional experience of God. God occasionally shows up, but doesn't do much. <laughs> mm. You know, uh, it's a peak experience for us. And that's as far as it goes, because it's primarily to encourage us. I don't think that that's the case. God also pitches up to work and pitches up to do stuff and we join in with that god that is becoming present and active and so i i I, yeah i'm very much seeing these come together and in retrospect um i think i think there's there was a lot of room to bring more kingdom theology in um but but we didn't (laughs) that wasn't what we designed it for and that's just part of the murkiness of it right As, as we forward with one foot and then I and then for me I realize I'm I'm also stepping forward with another foot
0: (laughs) Mm, mm. yeah but I love that distinction you make between uh, theology and spirituality and I think that's something that we really need to Mm. explore going forward is whether those are useful terms on which to build something a little bit more clear Mm. in terms of what we're saying again in process, yeah. still forming. This is a journey of discovery rather than we've arrived and we're just, you know, <laughs> this is not a really bad American cop show sitcom type thing where the conclusion is known from the beginning, but they make you mm. watch for fifty minutes of like horrendous TV until they finally <laughs> and tell you the what they've known yeah. since the beginning. Like, oh God, just say it to start with. Come on, mm. this is not that. This is is still very much as you say. We have a trajectory and we have we have desire, and we have, um, I'm trying to steer away from the word outcome, but, but there's, there's almost a destination in mind. Mm -hmm. But this is curiosity driven. And so we are exploring as we go, and we are discovering. And so those Mm -hmm. terms of theology versus spirituality, and maybe even theology versus spirituality is not even helpful. Yeah. But as you say, the theology and the ideas, and then there's the spirituality and the relating, Mm. and to Mm. almost push through the ideas into the relating that i think we should really explore quite a bit more yeah you know in in its own episodes almost just to give it that much time it needs that it deserves that Mm. Um, yeah that's a takeaway for me from this conversation
1: yeah i i I agree with you and 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 there i i think that the the it's it's three it's a vendor it's almost like a venn diagram with three things interlinking and i think the one is the is the theology, the other is spirituality and the other is mysticism, you know, the theology in, in the sense of our, our thinking, you know, like we, we are wrestling with our experience mm. and our idea of God, and that's important. And I don't want to take away from that. And I, I love that the spirituality is really where it comes together for me in a person, mm. but then the mysticism is about, it's actually about the who or the what I experience, mm. you know, and, like or, that. or I don't experience you know, when it comes to God, you know, um, Mm. so I'm thinking about the God that I do or don't experience and and how and why, and then, and then it comes together in, in, in my life and in my person and in my relationships. So, Mm. so I I, I agree with you. I think that they, they are very much connected, but at the same time it helps us to some degree to land at that clarity of, of almost those terms and, and, and there with the emphasis. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah because i because i because i I do think i do think that we can we can think ideas about a god that we don't experience Mm. you know um and those ideas can be quite accurate Mm. or they could be quite inaccurate Mm. um but then equally i can relate to a god that i don't think very clearly about (laughs) or who who i can clearly articulate and speak about right Mm. and and and, but the key there for me lies in the in the presence and the absence um Mm and and how to focus on that and how to push into that
0: Mm. so i think that for me um Mm. is is the perfect place to end this because i think it draws together a number of the threads that we've been talking about but at the same time it's not answering questions for me it Mm. it establishes a a a a departure point it establishes like a it's, it's this point, and now we're going to jump on, we're going to move forward into, mm-hmm. into new seasons and into some new directions and to sharing some new contexts in the new year. Aha, that, that lines up rather well. <laughs> it um, does indeed. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think it just, yeah, for me, it just cements and draws together a lot of what we've been saying over this uh, conclusion now, but it really positions us to look forward into new avenues of exploration. And I think there's some great questions that await us.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I think so I think I think I'm with you there I think I think that's the thing is is we've we've done four great seasons so far and I feel like it's allowed us to land at the beginning (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, Yes. so yeah I'm 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 excited to push (laughs) to push through into into you know push uh, I'm excited to push on from that from that foundation, that starting point for us of those questions that we're opening around that and, and of just arriving at the place where I go, actually that's this is what I really want to push into. And I, I you know, mm. let's give a let's give a season or two or three to it and, you know, really I, I think step forward both with our thinking and our conversations. Mm. But I'm also excited to 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 engage with guests that that then dialogue and debate that with us as well. Yeah. Um, And I'm excited to see how that 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 unfolds, you know, and, um, you know, already there's, uh, there are a couple of guests that have, that, that that we've had some conversations with that are going, yeah, 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 we want to have that as a conversation as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to see um, how it unfolds. But, but I think for myself, like, I'm, I'm deeply challenged in terms of my own spirituality and my own theology and my own mysticism in that sense to go, this is unfolding and opening up for me um in a really good way and i'm i'm enjoying that as a journey and uh you know that's that for me is just a very special thank you to all the guests that we've had and and to you for being a host with me on this you know it's uh, yeah, cool. yeah you know Thanks, something man. i deeply appreciate thank you
0: <laughs> no the feeling is very much mutual towards you and to our wonderful guests who continually surprise me with their openness and willingness to just jump on a call with random strangers Uh, engage with us from around the world. Um, Mm. And so you know, here's to many more conversations between you and I and with hopefully some repeat offenders, some guests who've been with us before coming back for for seconds or thirds. And Mm. also some new guests. Uh, We're going to throw the we're going to throw the net out there again and see who's willing to respond. I'm uh, Mm. I'm, (laughs) I'm not going to put any names out there. I think that's unfair. But yeah. I'm, I'm taking some rather large, uh, see here, this is my, uh, my past coming back to haunt me. I'm taking some rather large <laughs> faith steps prayerfully to say, come on, God, like there are a couple of people I would really love to have some conversations with um, mm-hmm. who fascinate me as thinkers and movers and shakers and, and actors, not actors in the movie sense, although who knows, maybe mm-hmm. there's some there, but actors <laughs> in the world in, 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 in sort of spirituality and religious and theological settings. Um, mm. And so there's, yeah, there's some people there that I've really got my sights on. And I'm certain, it's kind of, I don't know how to put this, it's a bit strange, but I have my sights set on the people I don't have my sights set on as well, mm. which mm. is, is people who want to have conversations with us. And, and that mm. always excites me to go, you know, there's some conversations I can plan and just think these are going to be really great. And then there's some people who either just come up on our radar or approach us or, you just pop up out of the blue. And then absolutely, let's do a conversation of absolutely everybody we can. We love to do that. And it's mm-hmm. not a case of like, well, you have to have, you know, a certain YouTube following or whatever for us to talk with you. That's not the point here. The point is yeah. that every single life is, has this kind of sacred element to it in its narrative and its experience, especially when that life is telling us of its experiences with the divine, and how it's unpacking Mm. that within itself and its own experiences and its own experiences as connected with other people. Uh, See how intricate I can make such a simple thing. Um, (laughs) That's really, really special. And so I guess that's my extremely long-winded way of issuing another invitation as we close off here and we look to the future. Mm. That if you want to have a conversation with us, and also I must just add in parentheses, even if it's off the record, some people have said they'd love to chat with us, but they don't want to do a recording. So like this oh, is yeah. something that Tim and I just do we love to be in conversation with people and you can call it a number of different things but to just talk with you about your experience, your experience of God, your questions your findings, your thinkings whatever it is, your relatings, your, your, your hope, your desperation, your despair, whatever it might be it's, it's just it's a phenomenal privilege for us to engage with you in that space and so if that's you and you'd like to get hold of us Please do, we'd love to hear from you, please do.